0: Not learning Torah is a crime, so make sure learning is done during free time. Don't allow our Torah study to become lax, because it makes us vulnerable to Amalek's attacks. Okay, so um, with that, I am uh, happy to discuss on today's podcast, um, continuing in the Chavetz Chaim's Sefer Shmiral lashon now in Shar HaTorah, um, in the in the fourth uh, in in the fourth parak. So the Chavetz Chaim says, uh, quotes a Sifri that says the reward for learning is greater than the reward for all other combined mitzvahs, and so too on the other end, punishment that the punishment for neglecting Torah study is even worse than all the other mitzvahs. In Pirke Avos it's it uh says that Rebbe Yeshua um Ben Levi would say that the bat kol, um sort of the voice of God comes from Har Sinai every night and says, Oi, um Oi, to those uh because of the shame of Torah. And the shame of Torah means those that don't study the Torah, uh Oi, uh what what a what a difficulty, what a problem for those that don't study the Torah. And uh apparently that voice comes from Har Sinai. Now, the Zohar Khadash says that Yom HaDin, the Day of Judgment, will come, and as a result, uh, Malachi references this. Malachi says, a day is coming that burns like the furnace. And basically, this means that those that don't uh, learn Torah well enough will, quote-unquote, sort of, whatever, burn like the forest, for whatever that means. Um, b- burn like a furnace, for whatever that means. So, Moshe um, will, uh, indict those that shamed Torah. And it says a person who neglects Torah is missing out on holiness that is even above all the worlds, you know, that, that God himself sort of makes the Torah. And that's like the holiest thing ever. And we, us mortal people made of, you know, dirt made of, made of earthly things that we have this opportunity to sort of transcend our lot by learning Torah. And, um, and so it says that those that neglect learning Torah, um, you know, w- why would you give up such an opportunity? So now it says it gives a, an interesting story. The Chavetz Chaim he says a person, a simpleton, a, a normal, normal person, was given is given the opportunity to work for the king, work for the president, work for the biggest position on the globe, and uh, and it does the exact same work that even the greatest people in society work on. So a normal, simpleton, simple person is never going to have a chance to do such a great thing. Um, uh, but so, but if a person was given that chance, a simple person was given such a chance, they would take a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. They'd be so happy about it, and even if it wasn't even, even if they didn't even get paid, they'd still be happy for it. So kovachomer, the Torah studying the Torah, that even the angels envy. Not even the most prestigious people. Even the angels wanted the Torah. And so we should realize just how happy we are as as simple people. If the angels wanted the Torah, even we could do, we ended up beating it, beating the Torah. You know, we, we got the Torah, not them. So, uh, and so we should therefore jump into it. We should be excited about it. Um, when it says, when we toil in Torah, it creates angels that surround us like the iris surrounds the pupil. So basically we'll be well protected, uh, on all sides. Uh, Yeshia says, um, Osve Hashem those that abandon Hashem will be annihilated, and, and abandoning Hashem is talking about not learning Torah. Now, an interesting another story the Chavis Chaim gives. So, a powerful king sees somebody that's rummaging through the garbage dump, and for some whatever reason, the king is very interested in this particular person, and he um, he cleans him off, he gives him a shower, um, and uh, he. He would, you know, make sure that all of his sicknesses and illnesses were cured and he dresses them in the most expensive, this particular guy who grew up, you know, as a, 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 as a dumpster diver, the king liked him. The king, you know, cleaned him up, cured his illnesses, dressed him in expensive clothing, crowned him with gems, made him the chief advisor, had him even marry the the princess, the king's daughter, uh, had the aristocracy serve him with every step. Nonetheless, um, and, and, you know, then the servants take care of all his needs. Nonetheless, when this particular person who was a dumpster diver, regardless of his current status, when he sees his old buddies that are rummaging and looking through the trash, this guy is going to get an extra motivation, an extra push to rejoin them. And what's he going to do? He's going to dump all of his royal clothing, all of his kibbutzim, all of his honors, all of the high positions that he had, and he's going to roll around in the mud. He's going to play with the trash. And the Chavetz Chaim says, There's going to be a, the king is going to punish this guy tremendously. The king spent so much, invested so much into him, gave him all the opportunities, and nonetheless, this guy spit it right back into his face. So the king is going to punish him for that. So too, us with God, that God gave us this tremendous opportunity of learning the Torah, And, um, and gave us every single honor that we could ask for. And nonetheless, it's like when we abandoned Torah, it's as if we like rolled in mud. It's like that guy that, that he envisioned, you know, the, 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 the the guy in the, the, that started his life by rolling in mud, uh, even though he was dressed up in fancy clothing and he was honored with a high position and he was married, the princess and all those things. At the end of the day, he wanted to roll in mud, and the king is going to punish him for that. So too, we're going to be punished if we neglect the the Torah. Now, um, Barachos five a it says, whoever can learn Torah but doesn't, Hashem will inflict tragedies on that person. So if you have the potential, if you have the kochos, the the inspiration, then you should do whatever you can to, um, you know that to to actualize that. Now, someone that treats Torah as meaningless. Will himself be treating and treated as meaningless by God. Now in it says, if you're sick when others are in need, you'll become too weak to help yourself. And the Zohar explains that this means that when a person becomes weak in Torah learning, even that person, that that person's own soul, who normally is the the, the conduit for bringing goodness and kadusha, et cetera et cetera into the world, um, then that person will give. Um, when, when the, the Torah is weakened, even that person's own soul who normally advocates for that person will end up prosecuting against him because he didn't take advantage of the opportunities he was given. And then we have the famous line, Eretz Chaim ba, that the tree of life for those who hold on to it. And this, of course, talking about Torah study is the tree of life for those that to hold on to it. Pirkei Avos, it says, Rabbi um, Meir, if a person forgets his learning, it's as if he forfeits his life. In Yeshia, it says that the straw will consume fire, and that's backwards. Fire normally consumes straw. So how do you explain that? So fire is Yaakov, and Esav is straw, and normally it's true, fire does consume straw. There can be a twisted world. When the Jews don't study Torah, Esav, who is straw, can somehow consume the fire. And then we have the famous line, Hakoko Kol Yaakov. This is the voice of Yaakov. Um, and the Midrash says that when the voice of Yaakov is strong in the base Midrash is, is talking in Torah that Esav has no power. Midrash Eicha says when, when can a foreign country make a decree against the Jewish people? So, uh, when can this happen? So it's only when the Torah is trivialized can such a thing happen. In Shamos, it says that they encountered the Rafidim um, and, and the word refidim, they 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 sorry they encamped in refidim, and the word refidim implies um yadehem, meaning they became weak their hands became weak in Torah and because they became weak in Torah then that gave kind of an opening a window for a Malik to sneak in and attack the Jewish people. Now Zo the Zohar says in uh Shemot, you're lazy. Why did Paro say you're lazy? It's because um, it's because the Jews, according to the madrish, the according to the Zohar, sorry, the Jews became despondent. They were not um, they were lazy in Torah, and as a result, of being lazy in Torah, they were given even more and increased workload by Paro. Now, continuing on Yoma thirty eight a, whoever forgets his learning causes his own children to go into exile, and it's along similar lines. Hosea says. Those who forget the Torah, I will forget my children in turn. In Bavabatra uh, 79A says whoever separates from Torah falls into Gehenna. Uh, the Zohar, Rabbi Shimon says, praiseworthy, "Praiseworthy are those that learn Torah, um, and and woe to those who didn't cling on to their master to learn Torah." Pirkei Avot says whoever is an Osikva Torah, whoever is not involved in Torah is called a nazuf. Uh, uh, Something despised, Zohar Zohar again says that no Torah removes protection, um, uh and that th- that not learning Torah removes your protection, and it also even makes your good forces announce keep away from this person who failed to give honor and cover to the king. In Sanhedrin ninety two A, it says that Hashem will destroy by fire. Um, any house that doesn't learn Torah at night. And maybe this is particularly saying this because nighttime is when, um, you know, a person is home from work. So that's the time where they logically would be learning. And if they're not learning at night, then that means that they pretty much abandon the Torah. Now, Rabbeinu Yona says uh, in person's free time, they should run to do Torah during any free time moment. Why? Because a person uh, is very often sharp in business and they have a lot of acumen, business acumen, but in their learning, they're lacking, even though they clearly have the brains. Um, and don't use the excuse, oh, "I'll get to it later." The Chavetz Chaim says, "Don't." And whoever can learn but does not learn, it's as if Hashem despises him, or despises. It's as if actually he despises Hashem. Rabbeinu Yona um, says something interesting, something in kind of kind of a psych- modern psychological psych- psychological research that the Rebenu Yona says you should set away tzedakah. You should basically give some of your money away in every single time that you don't learn. So it's an incentive to learn. If you don't want to give all your money away, you have to, you have to learn. And, uh, and that's a very common tactic by researchers that you should give some kind of something. To, you should give up something every time you fail at your task, uh, and that'll motivate you in the future. Um, now a wealthy man, um, he decided to, there's a story about a wealthy man. He decided to completely drop out of all things material and instead study Torah all day and night. So this person's household was shocked by this person's action and, uh, convinced him to, was trying to convince him to go back to business, but he refused He just kept learning. So, um, the, the, the Gemara and Shabbos, 83 uh, B says that Torah only endures if you kill yourself over it. And, um, And you have to you have to put in effort. So, and also another factor is on Yom Haddin, on the day of judgment, at the end of our life. You know, once we pass away, Shem is going to ask us, "How did do we accomplish all that we were capable of? Do we give an honest answer there that we accomplished all we all that we're capable of?" And that's a harsh question. And if we're not, if we're not, if we can do more, we know we can do more. We just aren't living up to our potential. Then um, that's a very difficult spot, and and uh, it's a it's a you know uncomfortable position to think about all those things we could accomplish but we haven't. Um, and if we are somehow given a second chance to learn Torah, just because we don't learn Torah for a day doesn't mean we get struck by lightning. So if we forget to learn Torah, we didn't know the importance of learning Torah. It's not too late. You can kind of ignite your passion uh, to learn. And also you um can set you know, it's important to set aside time to learn and to ignore distractions. Okay, so to recap what I spoke about, so uh, continuing on in Shvaralush and Torah um in the in the uh the the, the fourth parak uh, so the Sifri says that there's a reward for learning that's even greater than all the combined reward for other mitzvahs. So two, punishment. Punishment's even worse than all the other mitzvahs. Pirkei Avos in uh, Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, says there was a bat a uh, a voice of God that comes from Harsinai. And it says, oi to those because of the shame of the Torah. So for those that don't study Torah, have an oi. Uh that's a obviously a bad thing. Now Zohar the Zohar Chadash says, Yom Hadin, the day of judgment will come and Malachi will say uh it will it's coming like a burning furnace. Um and uh, Moshe will indict um anyone that, that doesn't learn Torah to their full potential. Um now a person who neglects Torah is missing out on a tremendous amount of holiness. Um and and nonetheless they themselves are just flesh and blood. So a person that's just flesh and blood, they seemingly would want to connect to something uh, holy, something special about them. Um, and if a simple, if the Chavazim gives a story, if, if a simple person was given the opportunity to work for the wealthiest, most well-known, uh, powerful king, and, um, and, and he'd be very happy for it, and he, he potentially would be, be paid, paid well for it. Uh, for the opportunity to, sorry, for the opportunity to work for the king. He'd be thrilled to, to work for the king, you know, with the greatest people. Even if he wasn't paid for it, he'd still be, be excited. So, Kovachomer, for us, the Torah, that even the angels, not just normal people, but even the angels envy, we should jump right to learning Torah. And when we to- toil in Torah, when we're osig Torah, it creates angels that surround us, like uh, the chachamim the, say, it surrounds us, like the iris surrounds the pupil entirely, basically. Now Yeshaya says, Hashem um, those that uh, abandon Hashem will be annihilated." So a perfect, uh, sorry, a very very, uh, we get another story. A very powerful king, he sees someone um, rummaging through a garbage dump, and for whatever reason, the king is very interested in this particular guy rummaging through the dar- the garbage. So he brings him up. He cleans him up a little bit. He brings him to the palace. He makes sure that all of his sicknesses are, are treated, um, and the king, um, yet yet yet, and, and and this king loved him and, um, and gave him gems, gave him crowns, made him the, the chief advisor to the um, to this particular king, had him um, uh, marry the even marry the princess, and had the aristocracy serving him. The servant's taking care of all of his needs, so it sounds like a pretty good life. It sounds like he's getting the most honor possible. He married the princess. He's living happily ever after. Nonetheless, when this particular man passes his old buddies that were going through the trash, he's going to envy them so much, he's going to dump off all the royal clothes that he has and dump the position and dump the, 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 the princess's wife, all those things, and will defile himself by rolling around in the mud. So the king is going to be disgusted. The king spent so much effort making this person who he is, crowning him with gels, with with jewels, cleaning him up, making him healthy again, bringing him, uh a, you know the the the, uh, the princess, all those things. Nonetheless, he throws them all away and rubs, rolls around in the mud. And so too for us. When do we have these opportunities to really interface with certain NFL characters? I mean, certain certain characters, um, you know that that, uh, certain characters and, and, um, and, and esteemed people in the, in the kingship. And nonetheless, we decide to roll around in the mud. Uh, so that would be disgusting to the king. The king would hate this person that disgraced him for not taking advantage of all that, all that he was given. And so too for us that, uh, Shem himself will, will be disappointed in, you know, and uh, even angry and, and and punish us for not taking advantage of all the resources that he gave us, namely in studying Torah. Brachos 5a, it says, whoever can learn Torah, but for whatever reason doesn't learn Torah, Hashem will inflict that person with tragedies. Um, as someone that teaches Torah, that, you know, like that it's meaningless, um, will himself be treated like, you know, meaninglessly. And uh, Mishle, it says, if you're weak, when others are in need, then you too will become weak and too weak to help yourself. And the point of this is, that from the Zohar, that when you, when a person um, is weak, even his own soul, um, when a person is weak in Torah, even his own soul, that normally gives him strength to learn, will prosecute against him. And then the famous line, Eretz Chaim b'machazikimba, that the Tree of Life is for those that hold on to it, and the Tree of Life talking about Torah, um, in Pirkei Avos, it says in, 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 the word, in the name of Rabbi Meir, that a person that forfeits learning Torah, it's as if he forfeits life. In Yeshia it says the straw will consume fire. But wait a minute, normally it's the other way around. Normally, the fire consumes straw. So, however, when Torah is not learned, um, Yaakov is compared to fire, Esav is compared to straw. Nonetheless, when Torah is not learned, Esav is the dominant one. The straw somehow is able to consume the fire. And then it says, Hakoko Yaakov, that this is the voice of Yaakov, and the Midrash says that when the voice of Yaakov is strong, when the Jewish people are learning in the base Midrash, are learning Torah, then Esau has no power. Midrash Echeth says that when when is it that a foreign decree against the Jewish people can work? So when does that happen? It's when the Torah is trivialized, and then bad things can happen. The proof for that is in Shemos, it says that they encamped at Refidim, um, and that stands for... According to the Khazal, that stands for Sharafu Um Had dehem that um they became weak in their hands. They they weakened their Torah. And therefore at that moment when the Jews weakened their Torah, Amalek was able to attack. Zohar says in Shemot, um Shemot says, You're lazy the Paro says you're lazy. And um and the Zohar says, What what lazy and what? Lazy in Torah. So because the people were lazy in Torah, then Israel's workload, the Jewish people's workload increased. Um, so in Yuma 38b, it says, whoever forgets his learning causes his kids to go into exile. Similar message from Hosea, since if you forget your learning, then Hashem himself will forget his own children, uh, namely the Jewish people. above 79a says, whoever separates from Torah falls into a Gehenna. The Zohar in the name of Rabbi Shimon says that praiseworthy are those that learn Torah and woe to those that didn't cling to their master to, to Hashem to learn Torah. Pirkei it says whoever is not osik Torah involved in Torah is called a nazuf, a despised person. The Zohar says that no Torah that not learning Torah removes a person from godly protection, and even your good forces, even the things on the good side, will make an announcement, um, keep away and don't you know and and. Keep away from this person who didn't give kavod to the king, who didn't give kavod and honor and respect to Hashem himself. Now, in Sanhedrin 92a, it says, Hashem will destroy by fire any house where Torah is not heard at night. And again, why at night? Because maybe people have free time at night. They should be learning at night. Nonetheless, if they're not, then it, it's uh, going to be punished. Rabbeinu Yonah says in a person's free time, they should run to do Torah. And, and the proof for that is they're sharp in business, they're sharp during business hours. Why can't they be sharp during hours where they could learn Torah? Um, and also, don't say, "Oh, I'll learn Torah later." So don't worry about it now. Now, whoever can learn but does not learn is despised. Yeah, despises. It's as if he despises Hashem's word. Rabbi New Yonah says that you. Uh, an interesting thing that if you're any day that you fail to that you don't learn, you should set aside tzedakah. You should basically give your money away. If you are not, you know, if, if you don't keep yourself to a devoted schedule. So any day that you miss learning, you have to, you're forced to give tzedakah. And that's actually been proven by research in, in later years that the Rabinu Yono was talking about it tons of years ago about this idea of giving up something tangible. If you don't keep to your plan, the Rabinu Yono knew that from the beginning that you should give tzedakah. You should give up some of your hard earned money if you don't, uh, if you fail to learn that day. Now a wealthy being, uh, sorry, a wealthy, a wealthy partic- a wealthy person, a story, a wealthy person dropped out completely from materialism in order to study Torah day and night, and his his family was mad at him, tried to convince him to go back to business. So the Gemara in Shabbos eighty three b says, the Torah only endures if you kill yourself over it. If you really, it's as if like it's if you act like you're dead. That if you even and de- uh, death is uh, like a poor person. So sometimes, kill yourself over it means you're even willing to go into some amount of poverty in order to study Torah. So so And also on Yom HaDin, on the Day of Judgment, God's going to ask us, did you live up to who you could have been? And if we could have learned more, then we're going to be tremendously embarrassed by that. And if we're given a second chance, my goodness, how fast we'll jump on that chance. Um, and even ignore the outside pressure to go back to life as usual, uh, if we're given a second chance, if we can think about that day of judgment, did we really capitalize? And, um, and it's not too late at this point. We can still capitalize. So that's what this guy did, that he was able to ignore all those outside pressures because he, was, he felt like he was given that second chance. And uh, the best way to go about learning is by having a seder kavua, having a set time and to ignore the distractions. So to read my rhyme, not learning Torah is a crime, so make sure learning is done during free time. Don't allow our Torah study to become lax because it makes us vulnerable to Amalek's attacks. And with that, this has been Shemir Lashon, Shar HaTorah, and uh, the fourth Perak and uh, L'chaim L'chaim.